Coming up this week, hear all about Penny's Run Disney trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. I'm sorry this episode is about a week late. We got back from our Disney trip super late on February 9th. And 10 hours after we got home, my six-year-old was diagnosed with the flu. Then my husband got it two days later. Then I got some version of it that I'm still fighting off. So it has been a bit of a rough week, but we're mostly back to normal, which is nice. Uh, We did have a great trip. I will have an episode with my husband, Mike, about our trip, but I do release episodes chronologically, so it won't come out for several more weeks until I release the rest of my January trips. Our big Disney news that I'll go ahead and tell you is that we decided to become DVC owners. So we're in the process now of signing off on a contract at Riviera. So we are super excited about that. I did start using Instagram on the trip, which you know if you downloaded the quick update I posted before this episode. So if you want to see pictures from our trip, you can find me at Mouse and Back Pod, and I will also put a link to the Instagram account in the show notes. If you have a 2020 trip coming up, please submit it. I'm especially looking for April, May, and June trips since I do have a little bit of a gap in the schedule for the late spring and the early summer. So you can find the link to submit a trip in the show notes. It's a super easy process, I promise. So if you're going or if you have friends who are going who might want to come on the show, please head that way and submit your trip. This week, we will hear from Penny, who ran the half marathon in January. So I'm excited for you to hear all about it. And without further ado, let's get to Penny's interview. Hey, Penny, welcome to the show. Thanks. How are you today? I'm good. Good, good. Well, I am excited to hear about your trip. But before we jump into it, let's talk a little bit about what is your Disney history? I didn't go to Disney World until high school and it was with high school um with my band so I think my freshman year we actually played at a football game in Jacksonville Florida Uh like a college game but we were like the high school halftime show for the marching band okay and then we just did a day trip to Magic Kingdom um you know the dreaded like four bus loads of band students (laughs) five students paired with one adult that kind of set up and then I went again my junior year and we with the marching band again and we actually played in the nighttime parade at Magic Kingdom which was kind of cool yeah um so each of those times it was really just a day trip and it was with you know a group my uh longtime best friend her family used to vacation at Disney two or three times a year I'm guessing they were they probably were part of Disney Vacation Club or something so we just followed her around she knew she didn't have to look at maps. She knew the ins and outs of the, at that time, this would have been the like 1998 timeframe. She knew the ins and outs of the new fast pass system. Okay. So, so we, we kind of just followed her around like lost little sheep. <laughs> um, and then I went a few more times in college with friends. And then uh, two years ago, I did a temporary work assignment with my company down at Kennedy Space Center in the Cape Canaveral area. And I was there living in a hotel for three months. And every 
everyone wanted to come visit and they wanted to go to Disney. So I ended up just buying an annual pass because uh-huh. it was a lot cheaper for as many times that I went in that three month period. Yeah. And that was a, just a completely eye opening way to experience the parks. And it was so cool. I really wish I had an annual pass still. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice excuse to just head down there when you're like, but it's free to go into the park now. Yeah. And parking was free. And then on Tuesdays, the the group that I worked with when I was actually working, <laughs> they every Tuesday, a group of them would go. Usually it was to Epcot, but we would just drive, which was about a 15 minute drive from Cape Canaveral after work go to a park, have dinner, go on a few rides, and then carpool back. And I did that on Tuesday nights. So that was pretty cool. Um, Just kind of like your your average thing to do on a weeknight. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. So now that you don't live in the area anymore and you have to actually make a dedicated trip down there, tell me a little bit about what is your planning style? When you head down there, do you try to build as much flexibility as possible into your time there? Do you try to build as much structure as possible? Where do you fall on that scale? Since I'm going with a group, I am just allowing for a lot of flexibility. We only have one dining reservation per day and it's dinner. And then we have three fast passes booked. And outside of that, it's just kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to go do rope drop, which I've never done before. You know, like I just, I'm just going to kind of figure it out each day and, and do what the group does. It's two other girls. So that's been my approach for this particular trip. But usually I'm a, I'm a planner, but I do like to not over plan because I have learned with Disney it's pretty overwhelming and things change. Rides break down or a rain shower comes through. And if you have too many things planned, it, I just find it more stressful to to try to, to redo those plans or I get really bummed because I missed out on something. Yeah, I totally understand that. I'm fighting that urge with my upcoming trip because I kind of am trying to make some kind of touring plans. But I know that if my kids happen to see a character that they just really want to meet, I don't want (laughs) to be like, no, children, we are not going to have fun allowing you to meet that character. We have other fun already planned. You know, like, I have to I have to try to like find where are the places that I can kind of like loosen things up a little bit and where are the places that it'll actually help to have structure. Yeah. And Tommy and I learned that lesson with, we, we have taken both of my nieces on high school graduation trips. One of them chose to go to Disney world and the other chose to go to Disneyland. So both of those trips, we stayed on property and just, you know, had a good time, but it was the same thing where they had never been before. And, you know, when they just wanted to go go follow a character or go, go spend a freaking hour in the shop. We just (laughs) had to look at ourselves and say, okay, slow down. Yes. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So who is going to be going on this trip with you? So my friends, Katie and Kristen are both going. So Kristen lives here in Charleston in my same neighborhood. And we've been friends for 10 plus years And then Katie used to live in Charleston. She now lives in Atlanta. She just moved a few months ago. And Katie and I are running the Walt Disney World half marathon on the Saturday, the 11th. Very cool. Okay. Katie did. Katie was the one who said, hey, I'm going to Disney 
to run this half marathon because it's just always been a dream of mine. Um, and she, you know, she started out with a 5k distance and, and has slowly built up to being a longer distance runner. So this has always been a goal of hers. And, and I said, Oh, I'll always, I'll go to Disney <laughs> always <laughs> with somebody who wants to go. And so she, she planned the trip primarily through, uh, well, she used like a trip planner mm-hmm. that she knew through someone else. And, and she just said, okay, what FASA passes do you want? What dining is important to you guys? And so she got online. She did all of those bookings the exact day that you could make those reservations. So she really has done most of the planning for us, which is pretty awesome. Okay, awesome. All right. Now, how are you guys going to be getting there? Kristen and I are driving. We are leaving at 6 a.m., hopefully, uh, Wednesday on the 8th. And we're driving straight to the airport and we're going to pick Katie up. Her flight gets in around one and um, Katie is flying from Atlanta. Okay. She was going to just take the, um, the Magical Express into the resort, but we want to eat lunch with another friend who lives in Orlando, but she lives near the airport. So it's just easier for us to pick up Katie instead of her having to go all the way to Disney with all of her stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then we'll at least have so we'll have a car, which is kind of nice. Yeah, that will be good. Okay, great. All right. So what are your exact dates for this trip? Um, So we're leaving Wednesday, January 8th. And then we will be there um, through the next Monday, 9, 10, 11, 12, the 13th. 13th. Okay, awesome. All right. And where are you going to be staying while you're there? We're staying at uh, Port Orleans Riverside. Okay. How'd you pick that? Um, <laughs> cost mainly. So Katie had her heart set on um, the Epcot area hotels. So like beach or um, she was even looking into Dolphin and Swan, which I don't really quite understand. I know they're not actual Disney hotels, but they're pretty integrated. Um, but she was looking into those area resorts. Mm-hmm. And they're just, the convenience factor and the proximity to the Epcot and Hollywood Studios is really nice. But, I mean, they were almost twice as expensive. Yeah. And so I just couldn't stomach that for just like an adult trip where, I don't know, it just, it was a tough pill to swallow. So she she was fine with, with bumping down to Riverside. And I think that we'll have a great time. So. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's still like, a, I've stayed at, um at the other New Orleans one, the French, French Quarter. Quarter. And I thought the location was pretty good. Um, I like that you can take the boat into Disney Springs. It's just kind of convenient. You don't have to get an Uber. Yeah. And it it's not as far away as the, um, like the all-star resorts, which I've also stayed in. And just like getting on the bus at the very end of the bus line for those resorts is not really my idea of fun at the end of the day. So yeah. it was kind of a good just middle ground resort. Okay. All right. So you guys are going to be in Florida for a total of six, at least partial days. How many days worth of tickets do you have? We got, um, Katie and I have a four day park hopper ticket. So we're doing parks Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And then um, Kristen, she already had a two-day ticket for one park each day that she she has had for like a year and a half, and she needs to use it up. Uh-huh. She was going to 
go on a trip earlier and then her dog passed away and she decided not to go, which is completely understandable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she just had like, you know, this ticket on her account forever. So she just purchased an additional two day park hopper. Okay. Ticket. Yeah. Okay. Great. So we'll probably, yeah, only do one park per day, but you know, the, I really like the hopper ticket option. It just really leaves your options open. For sure. I totally agree with that. Okay. Now, are you planning to try to hit all four parks? Yep. <laughs> all right. So all four, all parks. four parks. Are you going to kind of generally just shoot for one day at each of the parks? I think for the most part. So, um, so the race, the half marathon is on Saturday morning. Okay. So um, Thursday, we're doing Magic Kingdom and Friday, we're doing Animal Kingdom. And Friday, I'm going to try really hard to just take it easy um, not try to sprint, you know, here or there across the park for a random ride or, mm -hmm. you know, for a, usually I try to chase around either available fast passes or, um, low weight lines when I'm by myself or with somebody who's willing to sprint across the park with me. Um, but I'm just going to take it easy on my legs because, um, 13 miles is a really long distance to run. Yes. And I don't really want to do that on tired or um, on a with dehydration. So those two days, Friday, Thursday and Friday, will probably, I will only do one park day. Okay. <laughs> we, we are scheduled to be in, so Magic Kingdom Thursday, and we have a dinner reservation. And then Friday, Animal Kingdom, Saturday, Epcot, and Sunday, Hollywood Studios. So each of those days, we do have a dining reservation in that corresponding park. Okay. Okay. That so makes that sense. So that kind of set our schedule. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about each of the individual parks. So you brought up Animal Kingdom. What are the highlights you're most excited about at Animal Kingdom? Um, so Animal Kingdom, Katie was able to get us um, Avatar Flight of Passage Fast Passes. That was my only Fast Pass request <laughs> for everything. <laughs> I said, I will be very, very happy if you can get this fast pass. So that's what I'm most excited about. I have ridden that ride uh, quite a few times, never through a fast pass though. So I've waited for an hour and a half. Um, another time, uh, just a random person approached my mom and I and said, oh, are you trying to get on this ride? I have an extra rider swap or like a the child swap fast pass. So that was just pure luck. Uh -huh. um, that's cool. Another, another time... I waited for two hours with a group of friends and we were very desperate to get on it. <laughs> so this will be the first kind of fast pass experience with Flight of Passage and I'm super excited about that. Nice. And then I've never eaten at Yak and Yeti, so that's where we're eating for dinner. Which okay. is also, yeah, usually it's just all booked up by the time I try to make a reservation. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then uh, what about Epcot? What are you most excited about at Epcot? Epcot... You know, I can't say that I'm really excited about anything in Epcot. I really love Epcot as a park, but I will have just run 13 miles. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to just stay at the park because the race does end like in the Epcot parking lot. Okay. I'm unsure if I want to like walk around sweaty or go back to the hotel, take a shower. If I go back to the hotel and take a shower... I, I, there's a very high likelihood that I will lay down in the bed and fall asleep. <laughs> so I'm really not sure what my approach is yet, but I, I think just kind of 
drinking around the world and around the countries at that point will be a lot of fun and I'll be ready for some drinks because prior to the race, I usually, I don't, I stay away from alcohol about a week prior to races just to make sure my body's hydrated. So yeah. that'll be like the day where I really just enjoy myself. Okay. The other thing that I'm super excited about on the Epcot day is we have a reservation for beaches and cream soda shop. Fun. I was super bummed because it's been closed for renovation and there was no opening date. And mm-hmm. it basically said closed through winter of 2020. And so my friends Kristen and Katie have been stalking Disney's food blog for other reasons, but saw a few weeks ago the beaches and cream open back up. So we we got a reservation for 240 that day and I'm just going to go get the biggest ice cream <laughs> that my eyes have ever seen and I will probably eat it all myself. No <laughs> that sounds like a great way to uh, get back a few of those calories that you burned off running 13 miles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I am excited. We do have a fast pass for frozen and I really love that ride. I know it's more of a kid's ride, but I absolutely love that ride. So. Nice. <laughs> I think it's a cute ride. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. All right. Um, what about Hollywood Studios? What are the highlights you're most excited about for Hollywood Studios? So we also got a, a fast pass for Slinky Dog. So I'm really excited about that. I've only ridden Slinky Dog once, and and I do like that roller coaster. It's pretty adorable. So I'm not really sure what our approach is. Um, I know a lot of people now are super excited about um, Star Wars Land. I don't know the actual name of it. (laughs) Galaxy's Um, Edge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering if you guys would try for Rise of the Resistance, the new ride that just opened. I was just reading about that, and I don't quite understand. Like, I guess they're doing boarding groups, and you, you can get into a boarding group when you enter the park. And then you have to show up at some point when your boarding group is called. But I don't know if that means you show up and just walk on the ride or if you still have to wait, you know, for an hour or two hours. So I think it really depends. I don't think we're going to be in the mood to wait more than like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. So I've heard what so they changed the procedure, you know, just about a week ago because it used to be that the park would open at like you know, say 8am, but in reality, they would actually open the park at like 6am. And so, you know, there were people who'd been there since 4am, as soon as they opened the park early, (laughs) they were able to get a boarding group. So like, basically, you had to be there at the actual crack of dawn to have any chance of riding it. Well, they changed it now where um, they have the like stated opening time, and they might open like the first part of the park a little bit before just to kind of relieve crowding and let people in. But those boarding groups don't open until park opening. So as long okay. as you are through the top styles by the time the park opens, you have just as good a chance of getting a boarding group as the like thousands of other people ahead of you do. And okay. then when they do call, like what they'll do is they'll, you'll get a notification in your app that says like, okay, your boarding group has been called and um, you have two hours at that point to get to, to, you know, make your way over there. And from what I've read, most people are saying that they're waiting like 15 to 30 minutes for the ride. Now the, the ride itself okay. is a long experience, but just the like mm-hmm. waiting in the ride or waiting in the line, it's not been that bad. 
Okay. Yeah, so we'll probably do that if we happen to be there at park opening. Yeah. But, um, we'll, we'll, I mean, in reality, I think that we will – I've been listening to <laughs> – I, I do listen to all of your podcasts, and it sounds like a lot of people, since Galaxy's Edge is opened, they really make a dash for either Toy Story Land or um, they do like Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. So we'll probably just take advantage of that and yeah. just go do that. And there's plenty of people, uh, friends, that really want to go check out Hollywood Studios now that Galaxy's Edge is open. So I know I'll be back in, you know, a year, two years yeah. at some point. And so I'm not like in a rush to go see it. Totally agree with that. That makes sense. And yeah. then do you all have a dining reservation at Hollywood Studios? Yes. It's a Brown Derby, which okay. I've never been to. I think that's one of the like the up the more expensive ones. Yeah, it's a signature restaurant. Okay. But I've heard really yeah. good things about it. Yeah, so that and then Morimoto on Wednesday, I think, are really the only two, like, signature restaurants that we have reservations to. Okay. So, Morimoto, so you guys will take some time at Disney Springs. It sounds like that's your arrival day? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. All right. So, then the last one, Magic Kingdom. What are the highlights you are most excited about for Magic Kingdom? Magic Kingdom, again, um, I'm just kind of going with the flow hanging out. Uh, we do have a haunted mansion pass pass, which my friend Kristen, um, I think that was her like main, I, I really, really want to go on a haunted mansion. So I know she's excited about haunted mansion. And then we have a Peter Pan and a seven doors mine train fast pass. I will likely wake up and I really kind of want to just do the rope drop experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do that for Magic Kingdom and probably Animal Kingdom the next day um, just to be in the habit of waking up early. I have to be up at 3.30 a.m. to catch a shuttle to the start line on Saturday morning for the race. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to try to use, like, exhaustion at the end of the day <laughs> and then the appeal of going to rope drop as a way to get my body into the wake-up early mindset. yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to try to rope drop Magic Kingdom. I will likely be by myself because Katie <laughs> and Kristen, I don't think they share the same passion of waking up early and bolting to the park. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably knock out like space. I really love Space Mountain. I'll probably do that a few times mm -hmm. and maybe go over to um, Thunder Mountain or, you know, just some of the bigger uh, roller coasters. Both Katie and Kristen have some motion sickness uh -huh. and I know that they're going to be using some ginger. I think it's ginger or like a patch, but I don't really know how likely it is that they will even do something like flight of passage. So mm -hmm. um, we're just going to play it by ear. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun, a lot of exhausting days, one in particular exhausting day, but I'm excited to yes. hear about the race. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys have so much fun and we will talk to you again when you get back. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks. Bye. Yep. Bye. Hey, Penny, welcome back from your trip. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. I got back Monday night around 8 p.m. and I was off to work bright and early Tuesday morning and 
So I've been working long and uh, I'm still decompressing from vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you are not only, you know, like you said, decompressing from vacation and then recovering from a Disney trip is already its own like special (laughs) thing. And then you are also recovering from running a race. So yes, you've got all those things going on. Well, tell me a little bit. You guys were going to be getting there on Wednesday the 8th. So how did your arrival day go? Our arrival day, everything amazingly went went as planned. There was no traffic, you know, pretty much from here to Orlando. And we picked up our friend Katie at the airport. And then um, we have a friend, her name is Lisa, that lives in Orlando. So we... She was working that day, but we just met her for lunch near the airport uh-huh. and just had a nice lunch. And then we headed to the hotel or the resort. Awesome. Maybe that was around four. We got all checked in. We did the mobile or the the check-in on the app. So our room was ready probably by like, I don't know, two or three o'clock. Okay. So we just, you know, drove straight through, uh, Took us a while to find our room. The resort was huge. There's just like, there's two different types. And then we were in Alligator Bayou and there's just all these buildings. And so it was just very confusing, but we, we found our room, checked in. And then we took, we found a bus to go to the race expo. So Katie and I were running on Saturday in the half marathon, the Disney, the run Disney half marathon. So Wednesday we went to the race expo, which was at the sports complex. Uh huh. They, they had separate bus transportation specifically for the race expo. So it wasn't the Disney buses. It was the same bus stop, but they were like, um, just like chartered buses that picked you up and, and dropped you off. So, you know, we waited like maybe five or 10 minutes, spent about an hour at the expo, came back, changed clothes, and then took the boat to Disney Springs for dinner at Morimoto. Awesome. How did that dinner go? Oh, it was so good. It was probably my favorite dinner of the trip. Um, It is a signature dining restaurant. So, I mean, I knew that food and service were going to be top notch. Everybody got completely different things, but it was just so good. (laughs) Fun. Yeah. And then our friend Lisa joined us for dinner. She came after work and was able to join us. So that was nice. We just had a good, good girls dinner. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So then did you guys do anything else after dinner? No, um, we had plans to maybe drink some more wine in the hotel, in the room or at the bar, but we were all pretty tired and We were, um, I had very ambitious plans to rope drop Magic Kingdom the next morning. So we were all tucked in bed at around 10 o'clock. Like grownups do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, what were your first impressions of your room? So all of us were very excited about, there was a, so we had just like two queen beds, but there was a fifth sleeper option, which I just assumed was going to be a cot or something. Uh So we had just planned for two of us to share a bed, but it was like a, um, it was a, it was essentially a college size or a dorm size twin bed that folded up into the wall. So it was like a fold down bed. Mm-hmm. And when you folded it up, it became like, there was like a bench to sit on. So it was kind of like a couch. Yeah. And it was perfect for me 
So, um, you know, I was the smallest and the shortest. I barely fit on it, but, <laughs> you know, I stretched out completely. So it was really exciting just to see that we each had just separate uh, sleeping arrangements. So we didn't really have to worry about kicking each other or <laughs> sharing space. Yeah. I think that those that that resort has been renovated within the last five years, but not brand brand new renovated. But you could tell, I mean, everything was, you know, they had modern USB ports in plenty of places and stuff like that. So it had definitely been renovated. Nice. Okay, cool. All right. So then the next day, your first full day there, it sounds like plans for an early Magic Kingdom day. How did that day go? Yes, it was pretty magical. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect. I've heard a lot about rope drop, but I really don't didn't understand the concept or didn't know what to do. Or, you know, I just assumed that you get through the ticketing stalls and then you have to like queue up and then they, I don't know, cut a rope or drop a rope or something. So two of us, actually all of us were wide awake by about 6.30 a.m. And Magic Kingdom did not open until nine that day. Okay. So we had plenty of time. Um, All of us are, you know, all of us work and we're early risers. So there just wasn't a lot of sleeping in for us on this trip, which is fine. (laughs) So, um... Katie and I said, let's do it. Let's get to Magic Kingdom. We left, oh, um, we probably left the room at like 7.45. Okay. Because I didn't know what to expect if, if we were going to have to wait on the bus, how if the bus was going to be jam-packed. It wasn't. There were like five of us <laughs> on that bus. <laughs> um, we discovered the the bus app within the Disney app. Uh-huh. Um, you, it's kind of clunky because it's buried within the resort hotel section. Yeah. But once we found it, actually there was like a pop-up that said, Oh, you're new here. You're at a bus stop. <laughs> Do you want to see how to find your bus? So that, that was super convenient to get those kind of those pop-ups. So yeah, we got to the park. We got through everything by about, I'd say, 8, 10 a.m. So it was not long at all. I mean, it was a 20-minute bus ride, but no lines anywhere. Nice. And then we were so confused because we got there and Main Street was open. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, where are the ropes? (laughs) (laughs) So we stopped at Starbucks. We got some breakfast and then made our way to the castle. And that's when I could see that all of the lands were roped off and you Uh couldn't actually get into the lands. And so we, we knew that we wanted to just go hop on Space Mountain first thing. And so we got kind of in the the general blob or line for Tomorrowland or Futureland. Futureland? Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Yeah. Tomorrowland. We got in that line and then about 10 minutes before nine, the loudspeakers came on. They're like, welcome to Magic Kingdom. There's going to be a little party at the castle. So we went over and we watched the little welcome party, which was so fun. Uh-huh. Minnie and Mickey came out and all the characters so that was fun. I don't know if that's what they do to with every park, but it was super fun. And I'm really glad that we made it and we watched it. <laughs> yeah, they used to up until a couple of years ago, they would hold you kind of like there at the top styles. You couldn't come in and they, okay. they did the welcome show there. But then somebody at Disney said, wait a second, what if we let people in as far <laughs> as all of the shops? 
Yeah. And let people start spending money before the park even <laughs> opens. And they were like, yes, that's a great idea. So um, oh, yeah. a lot of the parks now, like Hollywood Studios will kind of, you know, let you in and let you come partway down Hollywood Boulevard, okay. whatever that's called. Like, yeah. So a lot of mm-hmm. them will do some version of that now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It was a fun experience. Yeah, it's it's just you're it is very magical and like all of the like you said even the announcement is just like ooh they're making an <laughs> announcement. Yeah. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, were you able to get on Space Mountain first thing? We were, but it was still we waited for thirty minutes and that was I mean we bolted there so I was a little surprised. Yeah. But I think it just took them a while to to really just open up the ride and get going. Once the line started actually moving. It was probably less than a 10 minute, you know, time frame. Okay. So everybody was lined up outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, 30 minutes. And by that time, so Katie and I made it there for the little party. Kristen joined us later, but she was able to find us before we even got in line at Space Mountain. So she was pretty much there at opening too. Okay. She just laid in bed a lot longer than <laughs> Katie and I. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we we got a lot done. We rode Space Mountain, and then we did have our first Fast Pass um, for Haunted Mansion. That the Fast Pass ended at ten ten, so we pretty much booked it to Haunted Mansion. Um, both of the girls wanted pretzels or just something a little hearty, and we could not find any place that was open besides Starbucks and Joffrey's. Mm. And neither of them had pretzels. They really wanted their Mickey pretzels. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and just something that's just a little more filling than like a muffin or something like that. Yeah. All of the kiosks don't open until 10. Okay. Which was interesting. So we actually just, there was a pretzel kiosk right next to Haunted Mansion, and we just sat down and hovered there until they opened at 10. Y'all rope dropped the pretzel place. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then the pretzel place opened, and the lady was like, well, the pretzels, they still need to heat up in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) So by that time, Kristen just got a bag of chips, and we went and did Haunted Mansion. And then by that time, the the pretzel craze was over. (laughs) She was at least satisfied. So we did Haunted Mansion. And then we we did Small World with less than a 10-minute wait. And then we walked across the street. And we had a fast fast for Peter Pan. Okay. And then we went and ate lunch at Pecos Bill Tall Tail Tavern. Nice. How was that? It was very filling. Uh-huh. They, I think all of us got like the rice bowls with meat, some various meat, and Kristen got nachos. Kristen wasn't super satisfied with the nachos, but the rice bowls were very filling. I don't think I ate all of mine. And it was a much needed change from, I was just expecting like chicken fingers and french fries and pizza as options. Uh-huh. So it was nice. Awesome. Two of us did mobile ordering. And so it was really quick. Kristen ended up waiting in line because she was gifted um, some Disney gift cards for Christmas. Uh And you cannot set up, you cannot use the Disney gift cards with the Disney app payment plans or payment options. Yeah, it has to be a credit card or a um, dining plan credit. Yeah. So she stood in line for that one. Okay. And then just later when we did mobile order, she just used, you know, her payment option within the the dining or within the Disney plan. 
Okay. Um, so after lunch, we I always have a sweet tooth after lunch. So we went back to Main Street and we got some cookies at the bakery, the confectionery on on Main Street. Okay. Just had a little snack. And then um, we kind of just wanted a break because we we covered a lot of ground first thing in the morning with all the rides. Yeah. So we um, did People Mover, which I just love People Mover. Uh (laughs) It's so relaxing and you just kind of get to hover over the top. And just look over everyone. Yeah. And then we we did the Laugh Factory. Basically, we didn't want to wait in line for more than 20 minutes. So we just didn't do anything unless we had a fast pass or the wait was pretty small. And the park was not really crowded at all compared to peak, like summertime or peak holiday times. Awesome. So we did Laugh Factory. Um, and then we walked over and we did the Carousel and the Phil Her Magic Show. Okay. And then we used our, we had a three o'clock seven dwarfs mine train fast pass. Awesome. What did everybody think of that? Oh, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then after that, we, so Thunder Mountain was only a 25 minute wait. And we we're like, oh, let's go do that. And then, so we tried to walk from seven dwarfs mine train over to Thunder Mountain and we got stuck in the three o'clock parade traffic. Oh, yeah. And so we kind of, we were basically swimming fishies uphill or, you know, upstream, Uh finally got through the parade traffic on the other side. And I thought, oh, that's why the weight is so, is so low because everybody's at the parade. And so I checked the app again and it had already jumped back up to like 50 minutes. Uh. So we didn't do that. We, um, Seven Doors Mine Train was our last fast pass. So we booked a a fast pass for pirates later after dinner Okay. at like, I don't know, 7.30 or 8 and just kind of hung out. Nice. What did you do while you were just hanging out? Did you like find a good place (laughs) to kind of just rest a little bit or? That was the plan. Actually, here's kind of where it went awry. We kind of wanted to do Jungle Cruise, but just because it's, you know, it's just a funny little thing to do. Uh And they had a 25 minute wait. We got there. The app said 25 minutes. The screen said 25 minutes. We got in line and then we noticed our line wasn't moving, but the fast pass line was that's like all the boats they were loading were nothing but fast pass. So I think that all of the parade traffic, they came after the parade and everyone who had fast passes basically queued up the fast pass line. Uh. And that that ride really doesn't have like its own fast pass boats. And so we actually stood there for an hour and we had to leave, get out of line because we had a 515 reservation at Tony's. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Yeah, it was really frustrating. And by the time we left, the app said that it was an 80 minute wait. And oh, we wow. stood there for 60 minutes and we were not, I would say we were still a good 30 minutes away. Wow. It was, I've never had that experience before. Yeah. So it was, kind of put us off to any more rides. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Well, how was dinner at Tony's? Dinner was good. I think by then we all needed just some hearty pasta. Mm -hmm. The the meatballs were enormous. Uh (laughs) And uh, we all had a glass of wine, some meatballs. And yeah, just enjoyed being off our feet. And then after Tony's, we just... We found a bench to sit on. We really wanted to see the eight o'clock fireworks show. Uh-huh. So, you know, we just hung out for an hour on a bench 
Katie and I did end up going over to Pirates and doing Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't need the Fast Pass because the wait was less than 10 minutes anyway. Okay. So it, it was kind of a wash at that point. Okay. Yeah, but we watched the fireworks show, and then we followed the, the crowds out to our bus, got on the bus pretty easily, and got back to the room and pretty much crashed. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, full day in Magic Kingdom. Yes. Yeah, I was kind of concerned and kind of regretting it because I was really trying to take it easy on my feet leading up to Saturday's race. Mm -hmm. And all of us were pretty exhausted. And I was worried that I had kind of over overdone it. Uh -huh. But woke up the next morning totally refreshed. And we really did take it easy the next day on Friday at Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Okay. So how'd your Animal Kingdom day go? So Animal Kingdom, again, we woke up pretty early even though we tried to sleep in. <laughs> so Animal Kingdom that day opened at nine. I pretty much woke up, took a shower and said, hey girls, I'm gonna head out. You guys just meet me whenever. And I got to Animal Kingdom pretty easily. I got through the, all the, the bag check line and the ticketing stalls by like 8.55. So pretty close to opening. I didn't see any like ceremony or anything. So they may have already done it. Yeah, I don't think they do anything there if I'm not I don't I okay. don't remember any kind of like opening show there. And I wasn't really trying to rope drop that one. It just happened, you know, I just I was ready. I left and and it was kind of nice because I wasn't stressed out about getting there at a certain time. Uh-huh. And then when I got there, I we did have a a six PM fast pass for flight of passage, but uh -huh. I thought, hey, let me get on that now. That way I'll get to ride it two times. Uh-huh. But when I when I decided that that's what I was going to do, I looked and the wait time was already 150 minutes <laughs> at 8.58 a.m. <laughs> so they oftentimes actually open just that ride about half an hour early. Okay. And let everybody kind of go through and queue uh -huh. up. Yeah. So starting <laughs> at like 8.30, starting at probably 7.30, there probably started to be people who showed up there to get in line. And then okay. at 8.30 or so, they, they probably let people in. So they'd already been running for a full half an hour when you when you saw that wow. there was a two and a half yeah. hour wait. Yeah, I felt like such an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a fast pass. So you're already yeah. at like Disney level, like Disney level six out of, you know, 10. Just just yeah. having a fast pass. Yeah, I have Katie to thank for that. She she woke up early on the day that we could book and she got everything booked. <laughs> nice. Okay, so what did you do instead of waiting two and a half hours for Flight of Passage? So I knew that Kristen was definitely a no-go for Everest. Mm. And so, and I love roller coasters. <laughs> so I walked over to Everest and um, I walked on that ride three times <laughs> with, <laughs> with no weight. I just did the single rider line. Yeah. But the regular line was less than, I think, like a 10 minute wait. Oh, nice. But there was nobody in the single rider queue. Okay. So I did that. I did it twice and my stomach, after the second time when it goes backwards, my stomach like kind of like dropped and I was like, oh, that felt a little weird. And I got on it one more time and I was like, whoa, I think two <laughs> is my limit. <laughs> yep, I can see that. <laughs> but it was fun. I had a GoPro, so I was playing around with the video on that. 
spoiler alert, it did not turn out very well. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I just had a good time. And then I did the uh, Asia Jungle Trek walkthrough. Okay. Oh, and before I got to the Asia Jungle Trek, you know how they have the the monkeys just kind of out? In their little, uh, the little swing, they can swing from the trees in Asia. Uh So they have like two sections that are kind of visible, Uh but they're like two completely different, like kind of monkey areas. And the monkeys were so loud. At first I thought that it was music or that somebody was piping something through the speakers, but the monkeys were like talking to each other in the two (laughs) different monkey areas and they were just swinging and making a lot of noise. So I, I watched them for like 10 minutes and just had a really good time. <laughs> nice. I've never noticed them that active before. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a 10 o'clock fast pass for Kilimanjaro safaris. Okay. How was that? That was interesting. <laughs> so by that time, Katie and Kristen had arrived. They stopped at Starbucks. Our fast pass ended at, I think, 1030 for that one. Uh-huh. And so we we got there around 10.15, and the fast pass line was longer than I could see the the end. Uh And I was like, that doesn't look right at all. And so I walked up, and I said, I just want to confirm, is this the fast pass line? And they said, yeah, there was something like an animal or something, so the ride has been shut down for about 30 minutes. Uh Uh-huh. So it wasn't even moving at that point. So we didn't really want to wait in the line that wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, well, surely they will let us on later if we miss our fast pass time, if the ride is just shut down. So I w- wasn't really concerned about it. We actually just sat at a, um, a little like table area where we could see the fast pass line. Uh-huh. And by then it had started moving and so we sat for about 15 minutes and just watched the fast pass line, just walking and moving. And when it got to the end, we got in line. Uh-huh. <laughs> and basically the ride had opened up again. So we, we continuously walked in line, but it was about a 20 minute kind of wait yeah. through the fast pass. But they got everyone moving pretty quickly, at least for the fast pass. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, when they see that the fast pass line is that long, and a lot of times the standby line looks shorter. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, <laughs> I'm just going to go get in standby because it's shorter. But they don't realize Oof. two things. One, that standby line is a whole lot longer and just eats more people. So you can't see yeah. how many people are in it. And two, when they do start loading, just like you saw on Jungle Cruise, they load, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like 90% fast pass and then like, you know, just a couple of standby people. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that on Jungle Cruise. We're like, gosh, this is so terrible. And then, uh, you know, a similar reverse situation happened on this. And we were like, woohoo, yes. we have fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And like you said, we had the exact same thing when we were there. That, like, the fast pass line was, like, all the way out the exit and, like, looped all around. And we were like, what is this? And they were like, yeah, there's been a rhino <laughs> that's been blocking okay. the vehicles for, like, 45 <laughs> minutes. So... <laughs> Yeah. I did feel like the ride was a little rushed because I've been on it quite a bit like, uh-huh. just in other visits. 
And it was, I mean, I mean, they were definitely loading pretty quickly and the vehicles were backed up and just departing just as soon as they were loaded. Uh So I do feel like the ride itself was rushed a little bit, but I mean, we saw plenty of stuff. So that's good at least. Yeah. Okay. What did y'all do after that? We, we had a fast pass for Lion King, which was, it's right there. So we pretty much walked off of the safari and straight into the Lion King. The, we missed the 15 minute fast pass window, but they were still letting fast pass people in. Okay. And there were like three people behind us that also got in. But after that, they shut down the fast pass and were just making people go to the standby line. Okay. But it was fine. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So after Lion King, we headed over to Pandora. We ate lunch at the canteen that's there. Okay. And that was similar to Pecos Bill in that I was really surprised with the just the amount of food that I got. And yeah. it was it just felt very nourishing. Like there there weren't rice bowls, but they were like a build your own, you know, Asian themed bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Awesome. We all we looked at the mobile order and the line for the mobile order was really long and it looked really unorganized. So we just got in the regular line and it was moving really quickly and just ordered our food. We were able to find a seat inside. So it was just really nice and a nice break at that point. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So then we walked through Pandora just to kind of see it and look at everything. I will say it's pretty boring during the day. (laughs) <laughs> so we did go back at night where it was just much prettier. Uh-huh. <laughs> so after lunch, we we headed over and did Bugs Life and walked off of that. It, that was like a, you know, it wasn't even a 10-minute wait. It was just basically they were just queuing up for the next show. So uh-huh. we really only had to wait for the show to finish. Okay. And then the timing worked out where we also just, we walked from Bugs Life to the Finding Nemo musical, which okay. was really cute. I really liked that one. Awesome. Um, I was I was amazed. I do like just Broadway shows in general, and I was not expecting this to be a an actual like theatrical performance where there are people operating, um, you know, the the puppets. So uh-huh. that was pretty cool just to see how they did that. Awesome. Yeah. And then we had a lot of time to kill. We weren't, I mean, there's not really that many rides. So all of, um, not all of, but Dinosaur Land rides, most of them were, quote, shut down for the season, which I was really disappointed in because I really liked the the twirly one, the, the dinosaur twirl thing. Uh-huh. The Triceratops spin, you mean, or Primeval Whirl? Primeval primeval world yeah yeah that was shut down like none of the like cute little like popcorn places nothing was open i mean they had the the dinosaur ride open and that was it Uh so it was kind of disappointing so we hung out until about five o'clock and did the up bird adventure show okay in asia that was that was also fun um and then we had a Yak and Yeti reservation for dinner at 6.30. Okay, how did that go? It was, I thought it was really tasty. Service was really, really slow. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't feel like we, there were only three of us. We were all ready to order as soon as they came. It just took them forever to bring water and then forever to come back and take orders. We ordered 
just very basic things. And it just, I feel like it took way longer than expected for three people. And it wasn't crowded, which was also surprising. We had tried to move the reservation like a few weeks before to earlier. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't, like there were no open reservations, but the place was only half full. So it was really weird. That is weird. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was really good food. I had never eaten at Yak and Yeti. I always eat at Tiffin's because I really love Tiffin's. Uh (laughs) So I was, you know, I was up for trying something new in Animal Kingdom, but I would go back to Tiffin's. (laughs) I've heard really good things about Tiffin's. And then the same thing, we just headed home, you know, took, did some shopping. Now, did you all get to use your flight of passage, uh, fast pass? Yes. Okay. That was at six o'clock. And we, so after up, we did book it over to Pandora. We did that. No problems at right at six o'clock. And then we had to walk really, really fast to make our uh, dinner reservation. Yeah. Okay. Now is Kristen the one who you said has some motion sickness? She did. How did, Um, how did she do with flight of passage? She did it. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, did she won't, how did it she make her feel? Again. Okay. <laughs> so for her, so that's the type of ride she has problem more with like rides that actually have forward motion. So yeah. with like the G force movement, uh-huh. that's what, what like gets her like really like upset. So she did get a little dizzy at some point and she said, I just shut my eyes and I was fine yeah. because the platform doesn't really move that much. Yeah. Um, you know, it tilts and you feel wind in your face, but it, it's not like a severe movement. Yeah, I, I think I'm the same as her that it's the like rock and roller coaster and stuff like that. Like that'll mess me up. But oh, yeah. if I'm on, you know, at Universal, a lot of their rides are very screen based. And if I start to feel it all sick, I just shut my eyes and then I'm totally fine, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So then the next day was race day, right? Oh, yes. All right. How did that go? So um, Disney races. So the format is the same for are you familiar with like the Disney races? Uh, you run, right? That's, I, <laughs> okay, I know that part. Yeah. <laughs> they, I think all of them except for the Star Wars one and the food and wine one start at 5 a.m. Okay. So it's pretty early. Basically, they want you through the parks by the time parks are opening. Okay. They don't want a lot of runners running through the park when they're trying to have actual people enjoying the parks. Mm -hmm. So my particular race started at 530 a.m. Like I had mentioned earlier, they have very specific and separate bus transportation for race uh, participants and the spectators. Okay. Okay. They are, they're not the Disney buses. They're just like charter buses. So the, the key difference is there's just like a little paper in the window. So like we were staying at, um, Port Orleans Riverside. So there was always an orange six in the window. Okay. That's how we knew what bus to get on. Okay. But also they are the coach buses. So there's no standing room. Mm. You just, you get in and you get a seat. And when the bus fills up, it's filled up You have to wait for the next bus. So I wanted to, they recommend that you be at the Epcot um, parking area, which is where the race starts by 4 a.m. So we got into our bus line at 3.15 a.m. So it was a 3 a.m. wake up call. We had all of our clothes laid out. Katie and I, Kristen did not run. Mm -hmm. 
And we basically got dressed and went out to the bus stop. And it was very organized. So we we got on the bus pretty easily. And from what I could see from the, the previous two days, the buses were plentiful and they were always dropping people off. So I wasn't too concerned about just like getting on the bus. Mm-hmm. But I was really shocked that our bus stop was pretty full at 3.15 a.m. with uh-huh. runners. <laughs> <laughs> but we all made it onto the bus. And at Riverside, there are four bus stops. Uh-huh. We, we were at the second bus stop. And so it did have a few people on it from the first bus stop. And then our bus stop pretty much filled the bus to capacity. There were less than, I would say, six open seats. Okay. And the, the, what I thought was strange at the time, so right before the bus came, there was a car that came to the bus stop and parked where the bus would normally stop. And at first I was thinking, did somebody call a Lyft or an Uber? <laughs> But they didn't have the, you know, the driver sign in there. And then she just got out of her car and was just standing there like the rest of us. And I just thought that was really strange. But everybody got on the bus and then she got on the bus with a clipboard and a radio. And she told the bus driver, don't stop at the other two stops. Just go straight to the, the race drop off. Okay. And she radioed for another bus to come starting at bus stop number three. Okay. So okay. it was very organized, I felt. And uh, because obviously, like, there's no standing room. It's not like the Disney buses where people just keep coming on and on. Right. And you're like, wait, this bus is full. How are 20 <laughs> more people fitting on this thing? <laughs> so it was very organized. We get we got to the race plenty of time. Um, 5.30 a.m. I was in Corral B, so um, I started pretty early. Um, they do corrals A through H and then they start every two minutes. Okay. So I started at like 534 AM, but my friend Katie was in corral G. She didn't start racing until almost six o'clock. Okay. AM. Now, how did you get into a higher corral? Did you like submit a previous race time or something? Yes. Okay. So I was in, I what would, what I would say is a fast corral. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, I was one corral behind all of the elite runners, which was kind of cool because I get to see them warm up and uh-huh. do their fancy like pre-race routines. Okay. So the race itself was a lot of fun because it started so early. Most of it for me was in the dark until okay. like the first eight miles. Um, for the half marathon, most of it was basically on the main, I'll call it the highway. It's not the highway, but the main road. In between Epcot and Magic Kingdom. So you said you started in the Epcot parking lot. Did you actually go into Epcot? Not at the start. We okay. did at the finish. Okay. Yeah. At the start, we were just on some back road somewhere. Okay. It was hard. It's hard to get like, you know, my bearings. Right. Yeah. When it's dark. Um, but we were dropped off in the Wonder, Wonder parking lot at okay. Epcot. <laughs> okay. And then, so we ran and basically you run to Magic Kingdom and you run like through the tunnel and then you run through the, like the, um, the car parking, not the parking, but the ticket stalls Uh where you would pay to park. You run just through those and all of the workers that have showed up for their morning shift are just there like waving and cheering. So it's kind of cool. That's cool. And then you run 
they take you kind of around the main ticketing stalls. Uh-huh. But you end up on Main Street. You run up Main Street. You, We ran through Tomorrowland, around Space Mountain, and then entered the castle from the back. Okay. And we got to run through the castle. Okay. And what was pretty amazing for me, so it was still dark at this point, and I've never really paid attention when I have walked through the castle and there's a million people around because uh-huh. it's middle of the day. So when I ran through, I was running from the back to the front and Main Street was lit up and it was perfectly framed and aligned with the opening of the castle. Oh, that's cool. So you just see right down Main Street and on the left and right sides of the opening are all of the lights mm. from the building. So it was really pretty and really cool. Oh, fun. Unfortunately, I don't run with my phone, so I did mm. not take any pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you have mental pictures. That's what counts. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I stopped in line for Goofy. And so the other like crazy thing about these races is they have characters everywhere. Uh-huh. And runners just literally stop running. They get in line to get their picture taken. And then they start running again. Okay. <laughs> So I I decided that I would do that if the line was less than 10 people and it was a character that I wanted my picture with. Uh And so I did that. And they just have the Disney photographers there, but they also have a person, like a Disney person there that will take your phone and take your picture with your phone, which is really nice of them to do. Um, But again, I didn't have my phone, so I just got some pictures and looked at them on on Disney PhotoPass later. Mm -hmm. And yeah finish the race the other fun thing about the race is so they have characters everywhere they have music everywhere when you're running through the parks all of the employees are out there like clapping and cheering so it's just a lot of fun I think Oh, that's cool yeah and then towards the end of the race so the last mile you do run through Epcot uh-huh. except it was all on like the back side of Epcot where people don't normally go So it was super cool to be able to see the service buildings Mm. and just all of just the, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But then you, where did we come out at in Epcot? So we came out behind the, um, the Nemo ride. Okay. Into the park and we ran from Nemo to Mexico, but not along the countryside, just along the other river side. Uh-huh. Um, so we ran to Mexico, we ran past Mexico, and then turned left onto another like service road okay. outside of the, like, you know, behind the scenes park. Uh-huh. And then eventually that, that took us back to the parking lot in Epcot for the finish line. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And were you happy with your time? I was. I finished in two hours and 15 minutes. Nice. You know, it was fast, but not, I wasn't running so fast that I was, um, you know, like super exhausted at the end. I, right. I knew that I, I still wanted to do parks. So yeah, I just kind of enjoyed the moment and enjoyed the scenery. Awesome. Very cool. So then what time did you actually finish the race? That would be what, like 745? I am so glad that I wrote that down. I wrote down that I finished at 745. Nice. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I finished. I hung out at the finish line. It's just, I think it's fun just to cheer on other people and and just to see all the costumes that people wear. Um, So I hung out at the finish line until about 930. 
which is also, so my friend Kristen came around 8.30. She did get on a, a runner bus and she came to see me and to see Katie at the finish line. So she brought me chocolate milk because she knows that I really like and enjoy a huge glass of chocolate milk after a good long run. That Perfect. was pretty nice of her. Yeah. And then um, Katie ended up not finishing. She got really, really, it was hot and humid. Oh. So she just got really dehydrated. Her hand, her poor hands were swollen. So she stopped at mile nine, went to the medical 10 and just kind of took it easy. Yeah. And, um, that's always, as a runner, I think it's always really hard to make that decision, but I'm so proud of her for making that decision and choosing your health over, you know, trying to finish a race. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But she did make it through Magic Kingdom and got to see all of Magic Kingdom. And so, you know, I think she was disappointed, but, you know, satisfied. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're, you know, I know you all live in Charleston, so you're still used mm -hmm. to heat. But I mean, yeah. Orlando is a swamp. <laughs> and yeah. oh, yeah, I mean, it's a whole other level of heat and humidity. And you know, there's there will always be more races, but there's only one mm -hmm. her. So yeah, you got to take yep. care of yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And she really didn't recover. And on a spoiler alert, uh, Monday, we, uh, we learned that she went to the doctor on Monday when she got home because she was still not feeling recovered. And it turns out she has the flu. Oh, no. Yeah. So she didn't feel bad, like the day of the race. But I think that she had like, you know, pre sickness that, you know, pre flu sickness that she was trying to fight off. And so yeah, just it was not her week. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you all end up doing after the race? So after the race, I I went back with Katie, you know, made sure she had plenty of water and Powerade and was hydrated, took a shower. And Kristen actually stayed at Epcot because that was our Epcot day. Okay. So she didn't come back with us. She just went to the park. Basically, you know, at 930 when we got back on the bus, she walked yeah. over. So I showered, made it back over to Epcot by probably about 11.30. And by then, you know, I, I had a little bit of an appetite. So I said, let's get some lunch. We ate poutine in Canada at one of the kiosks. And it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Well-deserved exactly. snack for you all. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a fast pass for the frozen ride okay. at around, I think, 11. 11 or between 11 and 12. Uh-huh. So uh, Kristen and I did Frozen. She loved it. We both loved it. Nice. Um, and it was super nice to do that one with the Fast Pass because the line is always very long for that ride. Yeah. That's really the last ride we did in Epcot. We just, Kristen and I just did some shopping in the countries and just really enjoyed each other's company. And we had a reservation at 3 o'clock at Beaches and Cream, which uh -huh. is at... Um, at the beach resort uh -huh. outside of Epcot. So we just walked. We took the little back entrance from Epcot uh -huh. and just walked over to, to beach resort and uh, had lunch. Well, really, we just had milkshakes at Beaches and Cream Soda Shop <laughs> uh -huh. um, because that's what we wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and again, our friend Lisa from Orlando, she met us there since we it was outside of a resort. That was really the only meal that we had reservations at that was not inside the any of the parks. Okay. Par I meant park. I think I said resort. So she, um, so her family came and dropped her off at the resort, and her and her little one year old joined us for lunch. 
So we got some cute toddler time and just enjoyed a girl's lunch. All fun. Um, yeah. Lisa ate lunch and we all got milkshakes. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and again, so we, our reservation was at 2.40. We checked in right at 2.40. We were not seated until closer to 3 o'clock, which was fine because we were just hanging out. We were actually hanging out in the arcade next door which was perfect because there was nobody in there and her, um, her toddler could just kind of run around and enjoy himself Uh while we chatted away. But we were seated at three o'clock and it was kind of a zoo in there at first, but by about three 30, again, it was about half empty and it took us, we did not leave there until, um, four 45. So it was a two hour lunch and we didn't even get, like lunch entrees. We all got milkshakes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, service was really slow. We didn't realize it at the time because, you know, again, we were just kind of catching up and just chatting and it was really nice to be off my feet. So yeah. I wasn't anxious to get going again, uh-huh. but it was just really, really a long lunch for such a small place with a small menu. Yeah, and they just reopened after a refurbishment and like really expanding. So I think that they're still kind of trying to figure some things out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're not the only one I've heard that from. I've heard that they're, that like the, just as they try to kind of work through, I don't know if it's a bigger kitchen or if it's the same size kitchen, but I think they basically doubled the amount of space to sit in. Oh, wow. They also had a like a window on the outside that people at the pool could come and order from a limited menu. Uh-huh. So they were doing like a window service thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm glad you guys got lots of extra time to hang out. <laughs> yeah. And I would totally go back there because the ice creams were amazing and I only got to have one, but I wanted to try them all. So I would go <laughs> back there again with without hesitation. Nice. <laughs> Okay. All right. What did y'all do after that? So after that, we really got a treat. So Katie, so Katie did come out to meet us for lunch. She still wasn't feeling well. So she just took an Uber back to the hotel. So she didn't come into Epcot with us at all. Okay. But what, what I didn't know. So we, when we walked over to beach, we noticed the new Skyliner and we're like, Oh, where does that go? (laughs) So after lunch, Kristen and I hopped on the Skyliner and rode it over to the Riviera Resort. Fun. Yeah, it was so fun. It was pretty cool too. Kristen, I, again, the just like the um, the motion sickness. She she was a little skeptical, and it was a little bit of a rough ride going over because it did stop once, and we just kind of dangled. It was probably less than a thirty second stop. Uh huh. But then we we just got off at Riviera, and then walked around. And got back on and went to Epcot. We didn't ride it. We didn't ride the whole circuit through the the other resorts into Hollywood Studios. But okay, yeah, so we were you, just kind of curious about it. So you just went from Epcot to Riviera and then Riviera back to Epcot. Yes. What were your impressions of Riviera? I'm going to be staying there in just a couple of weeks, so I'm curious what your kind of just just initial thought was. It was really pretty. nice my initial thought was that so the um the skyliner is quite a distance away from the resort we didn't walk to the resort pretty much for that reason yeah I mean it was pretty far away but um 
I mean, it looked nice. Do you have to be, so I noticed that it, like under it, it says a DVC uh, resort. Do you have to be part of the Disney Vacation Club to stay there? You do not. You can rent directly through Disney if they're available. Okay. Well, it is a super short ride to Epcot. Perfect. From Riviera. I think if you want to go to Hollywood Studios, you have to you have to get on it and go through Pop Century and Caribbean Beach you, before you get to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I think. so Caribbean Beach ha- is kind of like the central hub, and then okay. from Caribbean Beach, there's a line that goes to Riviera and Epcot, another line that goes to Pop Century and Art of Animation, and another line that goes to Hollywood Studios. Okay, so you may have to get off and back on again. We will, but, yeah. We'll have to okay. change. If we're going to Hollywood Studios, yeah, we'll have to... Because to, it's it's three completely separate lines. So okay. no matter where you're going, once you get to Caribbean Beach, you have to get off and switch to a different line. But everybody has said they have it They have it pretty smooth there where it's pretty easy mm-hmm. to do that switch. So Yeah. And then it was nice to actually board from Riviera going back because we had two... Uh, wheelchair people boarding uh-huh. and they they do stop it for they stopped it for one of them but not the other so if they can get them on with the line still moving they will but they they stopped it for one of the scooters to be able to get on okay um so that's once we realize that that's why our right that that's why we were likely stuck when we were stuck going to riviera uh-huh. Kristen was a lot more comfortable just knowing okay you may stop occasionally and it's probably because they're just loading, you know, somebody that needs help. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, Oh, is this ride stuck or shut down? I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then the anxiety kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was just fun just to ride it and see what it was all about. I'm a little skeptical of what it's going to feel like in the summer because they're not air conditioned and the, I mean, there's vents, but when you are sucking in the breeze and the hot Florida sun, it does not feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can see so that. So that'll be interesting to know what that experience is like. Yeah. Okay. All right. What did you all do the rest of your day? So we got back to Epcot. We had a, I think, a six o'clock dinner reservation at La Hacienda, Mexico. Okay. So before that, we just, it was just Kristen and I. Um, my feet were pretty sore by then. I was starting to really feel the fatigue from being up at 3 a.m. Um, and not taking a nap and mm-hmm. just running 13 miles. Yeah. So I really wasn't up for much. And Kristen's not super into the rides anyway. So we checked out Living with the Land. Uh-huh. And I was so amazed. <laughs> I don't know how I have never done that before. But it was so interesting just to see like how they grow food and like what they're doing. Yeah. The next time you go back, you'll have to check out there is a behind the scenes tour called Behind the Seeds. And it's a it's a relatively short tour, but it's also one of their cheaper tours. I want to say it's like $30 per person or something. I'll put a link in the show notes for anybody listening, but they actually take you back there and they let you try some of the food that they grow and they talk more about like what they're really doing. I've heard lots of people say that it's a really neat tour. Okay. Yeah. I would totally do that next time. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys liked that. So yeah, that's all we did. We just did living at the land and then we uh, made our way kind of slowly over to Mexico, did some more shopping and we had a fast pass booked for um oh the 
the one I always forget the name of it. It's not missions. It's not Mission Space the ride. It's the other one. Spaceship Earth. Where you Spaceship Earth? Yeah. Uh huh. We had a fast pass booked for that. None of us were. We just wanted to get home. So I just canceled it, and we just kind of walked out of the park, got on the bus, and went home. And we were probably all in bed by about 9.30. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. A well-earned uh, night's sleep for sure. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. So then the, uh, the next day, your last full day there, what did you all do that day? So Sunday was our Hollywood Studios day. And I would just like to say that on Saturday and Sunday – um, Kristen, all of us had, uh, hopper passes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a four day hopper pass. Kristen had already had a ticket that she had previously a two day ticket. So she just purchased an additional two day hopper pass for Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. just because we didn't know what we were going to be doing. So, yeah. but Saturday we were only in Epcot and that was fine. Sunday, um, I don't know why, but I was up at like 5.30 a.m. I was (laughs) wide awake and I just, I laid in bed and said, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. You're really tired. And I laid in bed until about 6.30 and just, I said enough. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked and so Sunday was the day of the marathon, which Uh I was not running. Uh But the marathon goes through all of the parks at some point. And there were signs everywhere. There were um, little pop-ups on the Disney um, the Disney app when you would use it saying that, you know, transportation mainly to Epcot and Hollywood Studios was going to be severely delayed um, because Hollywood Studios was the last park before the finish in Epcot that the runners ran through. Okay. And the time limit, they had like a, I think it was like a seven-hour time limit. So... You know, runners were still running through Hollywood Studios at like 11 o'clock in the the afternoon. Oh, wow. And so transportation, like there was no bus listed for Hollywood Studios, like Uh ever. They just came when they could come because traffic was just kind of messed up with all the road closures. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just kind of took it easy. I ate breakfast. And I didn't realize that that day Hollywood Studios actually opened at 7 Mm. I didn't realize that until it was about 7.30. And I was like, eh, I'm just going to kind of lay here and relax. Add my feet up. And anyway, long story short, I ended up going to Epcot. Okay. Because there was a bus to Epcot. And I knew that I could take a boat over to Hollywood Studios later. Yeah. And so I went over to Epcot, which opened at 9. So I... I basically walked right into Epcot. I walked onto Soren, and then I did Test Track twice. Nice. Just as a single rider. Okay. By myself. And then I got some coffee at Starbucks, got on the boat, and enjoyed a nice 30-minute boat ride over to Hollywood Studios. Okay. <laughs> and, and by that time, Kristen and Katie had woke up, and they made their way over to Hollywood Studios. They did a, we had a fast pass for the show that started at 10.30 a.m. at, um, for Frozen. Okay. The Frozen sing-along. I've done that one, and it's fine, but I wasn't super excited (laughs) about it. And I didn't walk into Hollywood Studios until about 10.25. And so I just kind of made my way over there and waited for them to finish up with the show. So so they did it, and I just waited and Uh hung out with them. And then we walked across the street and did the Little Mermaid show, okay. which was very pretty. And I really liked that one. I was amazed at 
just like the fluorescent lighting that they do. Yeah. I had never seen that one before. Uh huh. And then again, like Katie was just kind of feeling dizzy. Mm. And so we got some lunch at Backlot Express and um, she just still wasn't feeling good. So she ended up going back home or back to the resort after lunch. And we had a Slinky Dog Dash fast pass at around two o'clock. Okay. And Kristen was not going to do Slinky Dog. That was a little (laughs) too much for her. So I wrote it and then I took her magic band and did it again. <laughs> so I consumed both of our fast passes and we canceled Katie's fast pass. For okay, it. nice. Yeah. So that was a ton of fun just to do that ride twice. Awesome. And I, I just, I love all the rides at Disney, but I just really love that one. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We had dinner reservations for Hollywood Derby. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Derby the, or Hollywood Derby? Yeah. Brown the Brown Derby. Derby. Yeah. yeah. Um, we knew Katie wasn't going to make it back out for dinner. We basically said, don't try to come back out. She was a little stressed out that they were going to charge her because she was the one that had made the reservation. And thanks to your podcast, I learned <laughs> that you can modify reservations. You just can't cancel them. Yep. It was kind of annoying. Kristen and I could not modify it because we didn't create it. Ah. Uh. And so we did like we but we didn't want to really wake Katie up if she was trying to like nap and recover. Um, But we texted her and said, hey, if you could just modify this, we just want to go back to Epcot and drink. (laughs) (laughs) So make a reservation for Rose and Crown anytime after three. We're going to head over to Epcot. We're done. We're kind of done with as Kristen said, she's like, I'm kind of done with Disney (laughs) (laughs) after, you know, three full days of parks that had. We had kind of reached our limit. Yeah. And Hollywood Studios just isn't that big anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, we did do all the Star Wars land. We walked through everything. Okay. I was going to ask if you went over to Galaxy's Edge. We did. By the time we all got to Epcot, they had already closed down the the boarding groups. They were already full at like 10 o'clock in the morning. We weren't trying to get on those, but it would have been a nice bonus. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we walked through all the, the Star Wars land. It was a lot bigger than I expected. I was expecting it to be a lot like Pandora because I had heard just it kind of looks a lot like Pandora. Okay. But it was really long and extensive. Awesome. And very, I just felt like you were kind of immersed in the environment of one of the movies. Yeah. So awesome. super cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, Kristen and I headed back over to Epcot. We, we took the boat, just kind of relaxed a little bit. Uh-huh. And by then, Katie just called the dining reservation. By this time, Katie had lost her voice. So she, I mean, she sounded terrible. No, they no. just, you know, they took pity on her. They just canceled the reservation. Uh-huh. They didn't charge her. Um, because they also, on the phone, they have a two-hour kind of a blackout window. So we were trying to get a reservation at Rose and Crown at like four, anywhere from between four and six. But they couldn't book anything until about 6 30 okay because of the like they just couldn't book until two hours out on the phone okay so they just canceled everything okay so yeah Kristen and i we did the the true drink around the world experience at epcot (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah and then we so i had googled because we weren't even going to go back to epcot i had googled you know bars at Disney because I know that a lot of the resorts have really fun bars to go Uh to but 
three out of the top 10 list were all bars in Epcot. So we just went over to Epcot. We did, you know, we hit up a few of the countries, had some drinks, and then went back out to the boardwalk area uh-huh. outside of Epcot and did Abracadabra. Okay. That bar was amazing. They just had fun cocktails, fun drinks, and it was not crowded. Unlike everything in Epcot was super crowded. And the decor was really nice and pleasant. I have literally never heard of that. So that's exciting that I learned something new. Yep. It's called Abracadabra. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Very adult. I didn't see any kids in there and they don't serve food. It's just like fun cocktails and full, you know, liquor and wine and beer. Gotcha. Okay. But super fun and a really great atmosphere. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So we did that and then we took the boat over from the boardwalk area over to yacht resort and we ate at ale and compass okay Kristen and i did okay so yeah we just searched for reservations and made a quick reservation for like seven o'clock and went over there had a delicious dinner and then took an uber back to the resort nice very cool when, yeah we we couldn't end our drinking at Epcot, so we ended up back at the resort bar and okay. <laughs> also had some drinks. <laughs> it was our last night, so yeah. we, we just had fun. Awesome. Okay. All right. So then your next day, your departure day, how did that day go? Oh, it's so sad because we had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, Katie left around 9 o'clock, so Katie took the Magical Express back to the airport. Okay. So she, I think she had a 12 or 12-ish p.m. departure. So she boarded the bus at 9. Okay. They told her to, to be there three hours before. Uh-huh. And as far as I know, everything went went smooth there. I was actually in the shower when she left. So I had said my goodbyes and off she went. Uh-huh. But then, um, yeah, uh, Kristen and I kind of packed up, tidied up the room just to make sure that we didn't leave anything behind. And we actually went over to Disney Springs. And just kind of checked out and shopped around Disney Springs for about an hour. Okay. Around maybe 10 o'clock. So we just really took our time, which was kind of strange and kind of nice. Normally, the last day of vacation, I'm like out the door on the way to the airport, like, you know, on a time crunch. Yeah. But since, since we drove there, we just didn't, you know, we were just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can be a lot more relaxed for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I just went to Disney Springs, picked up a few last minute gift items and then we drove back home. That awesome. was it. Okay. Very cool. Well, a couple of questions for you about your trip. Did you learn anything on this trip that will make you do something differently on your next trip? Um, I think that, so yes, next trip, I think I will probably be going with people that really want to check out Star Wars and Hollywood Studios and, you know, do the rides there. So I think that I am really interested in staying in either a resort that is connected to the Skyliner uh-huh. or in that Epcot area of resort, yeah. where Beach and Yacht and Dolphin Swan are. That way, like, you, we just don't have to stress. We can just be at Epcot or be at Hollywood Studios with no problems. Yeah. Beach Club and Yacht Club share a pool, and it is an amazing pool. And if you can swing it, I <laughs> highly recommend 
Beach Club because okay. it is the location. You can't beat that location to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Right. And Boardwalk is there too, but the pool has a creepy giant clown face. So <laughs> stay away from that. But the, um, the Beach Club just has arguably the best pool on property. Okay. So highly recommend. Yeah. We had considered staying in that area, but for five nights, I think just the cost is pretty outrageous. Yeah. But for two or three nights, I think just the convenience and the, the quickness of getting to and from parks is is perfect. So yeah. I would I I would say that I learned that I really like that area and I would stay at those resorts. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I usually ask a version of this next question, but I'm going to ask you a very specific question. Based on this trip, what one tip would you give to someone running a Disney race for the first time? Hmm. I would say know where you need to be and at what time and always try to plan to get there an hour before that. Okay. Because just with the, oh, so tip number one, stay on property. That's hands down, no brainer. Mm. Just stay on property because the car traffic that it takes you to get to places on the morning of the race is not fun. Okay. So stay on property and just be, be ahead of schedule. Because okay. the buses fill up. We were talking to somebody who was staying at Port Orleans, which is the resort right next to us. And they shared the same race bus. He got down to his bus stop at 3.30 a.m. We got to our bus stop at 3.15 a.m. He had to wait for like three buses oh, wow. before he got on. So it took him an hour to get to the start line area. It only took us like 20 minutes, but it was just a matter of that 15 minute window when everyone decided that it was time to go. Gotcha. Okay. So, yep. Okay. And just, just accept it, accept that you're going to be there early (laughs) and you're going to have to just kind of sit around. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And the last question, do you have a return trip in mind for the future? It sounds like you're already starting to think about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, not a date, but you know, I, I do think that Tommy and some of our other friends and friends' husbands are interested in checking out Hollywood studios now that Star Wars is there. Yeah. So yeah, but it'll probably be at least a year out. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming and telling us about your trip. You are the first Disney race person who I've gotten to talk to. So it's really cool to Yay. get to hear how it all went. <laughs> Yeah, I would do another one. So there's that. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Have a great night. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. Bye. Big thanks to Penny for coming on the show this week. I loved getting to hear about her trip. I have never run more than a 5K, but I think if I was going to do a longer race, doing it at Disney World would definitely be very motivating even with the early mornings. Uh, So it was definitely good to hear about that. That is it for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody.